Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. Now, how do I feel after yesterday's announcement of the official after show? Um, still not well, bitch. Still not well. But I do know that my attitude has gone <laughs> has gotten me into trouble in the past with potential employers or things like that. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, my podcast isn't called Splash of Niceness. It's called Splash of Motherfucking Sass. So I'm going to get sassy about things. But I did want to say that I got a YouTube comment yesterday. (laughs) Now, I'm very aware that I'm here spewing my unsolicited opinions that Clearly, JLL doesn't care about, but you also have to be prepared for other people to share their unsolicited opinions as well. So yesterday's comment (laughs) said, um, quote, your content is good, but please stop using the F word. First of all, I love you so much, whoever said that. Um, You're the best. Thank you for the comment. I'll take whatever. And honestly, when I read it, all that I saw was you saying, my content is good. Like, thank you, ma'am. What you could have said anything after that sentence. And I don't, I don't care. Like, but please stop being a donkey tooth slut. That's fine. As long as you think my content is good, we're fine. Um, however, the second part of that, the F word thing. See, this kind of like reminds me back to my childhood and my mother. It reminded me of my mom. Like she was commenting through this lady, like, Amy, you stop using the F word. Except my mom's never even heard me use it really, because I'm sure there might've been a slip of the nip every now and then, but I'm not allowed to swear in front of my parents. Well, I can with my dad. He's different, but not my mom, not in her house and all that shit. So if on my own fucking podcast, I'm not allowed to say fuck, fuck that shit. You know, I'm sorry, YouTuber. I hope that you stick around, but I can't be fucking controlled behind the mic. Okay, so moving on to the Vanderpump reunion. Now, for anyone who is new here, again, hi, welcome, love you forever and always. And again, I'm sorry for my F word use, but it probably will most definitely continue. So again, to anyone new, I promise that I don't spoil shit, okay? I will never spoil like great big things that happen. So feel free to listen, even though you haven't watched it yet, or even if you don't watch it at all. But then when you do watch it later, you'll notice these little things I point out. It'll make it more fun, honestly. So we all know that Rachel filed a restraining order against Queen Sheena Shea after Watch What Happens Live that infamous slap heard around the world. And I'm not talking about Will Smith, Chris Rock. Okay. I'm talking about those nails on Sheena Shea diving into Raquel's eyebrow threads. Oh my God. Sheena Shea's nails probably got lost up in Raquel's bush up there. You know, like that must've been tangles of the weeds. Okay. So anyways, Sheena got exiled. To a back trailer, which Raquel did too for most of the reunion, but watching Rachel's reaction wasn't fun. 
Now, when Queen Sheena Shea went to the back trailer, first it was just her and then Allie and Brock joined her. But when it was just Sheena and with Allie and Brock, so entertaining to watch. So then it made me think, why the fuck don't they do this all the time? Or you have the entire B cast lineup watching the live reunion commenting. Are you joking me? First of all, that could either be included in the reunion or that could be an entire other special. Like get Christina Kelly behind the mic. Get Kristen Doty. Get all these people live watching this reunion go down. Like that would be so fucking epic. Cause I could have watched Allie, Sheena and Brock reacting to it instead of the reunion like that to me was fascinating enough so that is my other idea that I'm just giving away because all my ideas just get given away for free so I have more ideas coming up. So the reunion ended with nothing. We talked about this yesterday, Summer House reunion. They ended with tequila shots, which by the way, I commented because um, Carl is sober. So they were like, Carl, we brought you water, water. Why? couldn't they have just not done a shot of tequila, like the entire cast? Because sometimes they usually either do a drink or food, something to match the season. They could have all had a piece of corn on the cob. That's that's exactly what a Hampton summer. I think of grilling out in the mosquito humidity. You know, that's the Hamptons for you. So it's just like, why did we have to do tequila if one person, why can't we find something that everybody could enjoy? We don't need to watch you guys take tequila shots. You're not even fun to watch take shots because you guys don't even wince. You don't grimace. You don't even make a face. Like you're so used to fucking chugging this alcohol that it's no fun. It, it was like you were all sipping water. It looked like you were all sipping water. And I'm just annoyed as fuck because it was like another missed opportunity. And we know how I feel about those, okay? Um, but honestly, like Carl and Lindsay just got engaged. Why not bring out a slice of engage wedding cake, engagement cake, whatever, cake, cake, cake. Like there's so many other things that could have gone on. Now for the Vanderpump reunion, again, this is why I'm pointing it out. They brought out nothing. There was no shots, no food, no nothing. It was the b- most bizarre, like weird. It was like, all right, can we all just get the fuck away from stinky Sandy right now? Um, we'll get into that a little, but producers should have what my suggestion I would have brought out a plate of pumpkin for Sandoval just a plate with some pumpkin cooked pumpkin cook it it's actually a vegetable and it's not just like a Halloween decoration you can cook it feed it to him so he can be a pumpkin eater okay because that's what cheaters eat cheater cheater pumpkin eater get the fuck about that cedar Okay, so then there also was the premiere of Real Housewives of Orange County. Whoop, 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 whoop. I love when there's like a good lineup coming into the Bravo universe. Okay, so it started with, again, no spoilers, I promise y'all. Um, it started with Tamra's entrance on a motorcycle. And then they were doing like clips of her from the past and all this stuff. I'm just going to say cheesy as fuck cheesy as fuck no wonder they don't want me on radio andy (laughs) no honestly i love being independent and being able to talk shit on the sidelines i will keep telling myself um but besides tamra's cheesy ass entrance which I, i would i think heather's entrance whenever they're like oh my god these iconic heather's iconic entrance back into the housewives that was lame as fuck too this Tamar one lame as fuck it all feels so like fake it just feels fake and we already know it's fake but this feels even faker now what i did love not being fake 
was getting back to the original roots of the OC. This was so amazing, you guys. Gina and Emily in the opening scenes are driving in the car with their kids. <gasps> the kids are at the perfect age for camera. They're all like between seven and 12. So they're not like older teenagers who are shy and don't want to be on it. They're not young and crying all the time. They're just funny as fuck. But Emily takes her kids through a drive through and... <laughs> Her daughter's in the front seat, just mimicking her from behind as she orders, but being so over the top. And she's just an absolute star. I loved it all. And this was the reason I fell in love with Housewives from the very beginning, because the families and kids were so much more involved. And I love seeing that whole dynamic so much more than their current one of them all just fighting with each other. Lame, lame. I want to see Gina's kids explode a Capri Sun in the backseat again. That reminds Reminded me of my childhood while I also get to watch their badass mom in her cool clothes. And, you know, like that's all the layers that I want to see, not just older woman fighting or sorry, not trying to be ageist people fighting, whatever. Um, the new housewife, I forgot her name. <laughs> she clearly made an impact. No, I really did like her though. Um, but she has a house full of kids too. I love it. It's so great. She has, um, her teenage son at one point telling her to only get protein bars at the supermarket. If they're 20 grams of protein or more, it was so classic. He was like, she's like, do you need anything at the store? And he's like, yeah, um, protein bars. But only if they're 20 grams or more. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Fuck that. Like, what? Like, okay, this has come a long way from the chewy granola bars that I used to eat back in the day. But the s'mores chewy granola bar? Mm, oh my god, what could have been better? Uh, nothing. Except today's episode of Jeff Lewis Live. Today on June 8th, we had Patrick Simpson. We had Paula too. Bless you. And we had Shane, Shanae, Douglas. Now, we started off with 10 footers. This is when you think someone's cute until you get within 10 feet of them and see all the cracks in the foundation. Cracks. Uh, Patrick and Paul call this defugly. Look, I feel like 90% of us are 10 footers. That's just the rule. Like, the rule is that we're 10 footers. The exception is being a no footer. That's when you're just beautiful all the time. No footer. Like you just, no header, no footer is needed. You're just perfect. The rest of us, I would say, no, you know what? 99% of us are 10 footers. I changed my mind. Okay. So moving on to Patrick and Paul, who went to Dubai without the dog. Patrick explains what a capsule series is, which is what they were doing in Dubai, filming for Gown and Out, their show. Um, but they said, he kept on saying, he kept on like trying to define capsule series for us time and time again. Like it's a mini series in between the real series, except correction. He tried to give us an example, which I love an example. So A for effort, but he used Courtney and Kim take Miami and I'm sorry, that is not a capsule series. That is not, that's not the same as your four episode mini series. Like Courtney and Kim, Courtney and Kim take Miami, Courtney and Kim take New York, Courtney and Chloe take Miami, Chloe and Chloe take New York, all of these places that the Kardashians took. They took everything from us, you guys. Did you notice that? They took it all. Um, those were full series, okay? Those were like separate spinoffs. That's called a spinoff, not a capsule series. That was a spinoff series. They had much more than four episodes. And I just, look, people want to talk shit about their Kardashians, but... 
I want to support women who work. That's why I'm so supportive of Julie and Brandy and their official after show. Um, so yeah, I'm just saying that the Kardashians actually did an extra work on that one thing. Now we talk about Jeff Sirius XM channel promo pick. He took it a year ago and was extra puffy that day. I remember him talking about that back in the back yonder, back yonks ago. You guys, I cannot stop watching Kath and Kim on Netflix. My OCD has kicked in and I've literally watched the entire four seasons multiple, multiple times. There's only eight episodes though. Okay. So according to Patrick, they would basically be capsule series. All right. So don't think I'm just sitting there twiddling my twat. But anyways, so Jeff's promo pick for his new channel, <laughs> Paul's reaction to Jeff's pick. Also, I'm so sorry if I say Patrick and Paul like wrong or right, or if I get them mixed up, I have to like note whose voice is whose because I just lose track. And so apologies if I mix it up at all, which I'm sure I will. But Paul's reaction to Jeff's pick, it was just pure shock and disgust. He's like, oh, I'm sure it can't be that bad. And then they show him and he's like, oh, what? That made my petty ass bitch self feel so much better. So thank you for that, Paul. Actually, Paul made me feel better a few times with his reactions because <laughs> Paul says that Jeff gets to be so much bitchier now that he has his own channel, King of the Radio over there. We see you. We see you, even if you don't see us. Okay. Until Patrick lets Paul know that he can't listen in the car. It's a digital channel. Except you can in the car if you have an aux cord. Whatever, all that shit. We fucking were over it. Um, But Paul's reaction <laughs> when he found out that it's just a digital channel. Not just. I'm not trying to minimize. It's amazing. And I truly am <clears throat> thrilled for them all. So Paul's reaction was the disappointing, like, uh, oh, oh. Oh, okay. That's maybe not king of radio. Maybe you're just the prince. At least you're not the joker. That's apparently me. But um, it was as if Paul had just found out like someone's designer label was a knockoff. And again, it made my petty self feel great. So Paul's also going to write Jeff's radio channel on the bathroom wall. <laughs> Which made me giggle just to, you know, help spread the word, get some more listeners. My one request is that you please, please, please also write Splash of Sass, okay? So when the boys are getting a splash of ass, they remember to listen to me. Thank you so much. Okay, so all the listeners think that Jeff's new app channel is more confusing to follow than cooking kibbits. Basically thinking maybe Alyssa is trying to sabotage Jeff by making it all this confusing. To me, if something's not clean cut from the get-go, like so simple, clean cut, this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. And this shit show announcement, by the way, was anything but clean cut. I, that just sets the tone for the whole thing. Again, I really need to remember to pretend to feel genuinely happy for them. Maybe if I pretend long enough, it'll come true. Fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> but no, again, if Jeff would rather give the opportunities to well-established people, I understand. I get it. However, it doesn't stop me from feeling like the mom and pop shop down the street who just had a giant corporation move in next door, okay? but I don't want to feud or talk shit and then give Julie and Brandy motivation <laughs> to do better than me, okay? They can do good. They can do great even, just not better, okay? Splash of Sass is not only the unofficial after show, but it is officially the first after show for JLL ever. So again, I am so happy for them. 
Now on JLL, we did La Hombre and El Bebe. Jeff tried to get the court to listen to the summer camp issue. They're too busy right now. What the fuck could be more important? Rude. Um, Jeff was finding different options to make it work, but Gage wants war instead. Gage waged war. We shall remember this time, this time period in the history books as the Gage waged war. It just rolls off the tongue so nice. Gage waged war. Um, Paul had some great advice, I must say. He poignantly puts it like, where is the language where you guys can navigate? Like, where can you find com? Where is this going to end? Basically, when is it ever going to be peaceful? Because it's going to be the next 14 years like this. You've just spent $50,000 in attorney's fees for the past few months. Like Jeff, that could have paid my whole year salary doing shows for you. Whatever. We'll talk about it later. Um, and sure, I get it. You're trying to set a precedent in terms of like your boundaries with what you'll take and what not. But at the core of it, it's like, what is the true cost besides just financial? You know, that's what Paul was trying to get at. Like genuine, what is, what is the true cost of all of this going to end up being emotionally, mentally, physical, all of that. Actually, no, though, let's get into the financials because it is clearly already having a huge effect because in the gauge waged war that we are currently in, we are now facing the battle of payment plans, as in gauge switched the school tuition to a payment plan. What? Jeff sent half of his tuition to the school and they were like, thanks, but we changed it to a payment plan. I think that's absolutely crazy if the school actually did that without confirming with both parents. Like, how do you just switch the entire payment schedule and not even confirm? Like, again, this school isn't just like a Joe Schmo school with 12,000 public students attending at once. This is a very close-knit school, cream of the crop, okay? Let's not joke ourselves. So they obviously know Monroe's situation with her parents. She know They know that they live in different houses and that there's obviously contention, all of that at some degree. I'm, there's no way no one at her school is a JLL listener, okay? And I hope that they listen to Splash Assess too, the original and unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. But I'm just saying that the school must know that they aren't in a copacetic functioning, healthy, you know, like, why would you just go behind one parent's back and change a payment plan? Again, I think you should confirm with both parents. That was crazy to me. Crazy. Also was crazy. Paul was saying that you need to withdraw yourself from the entire situation as in no communication at all between Jeff and Gage, potentially even doing drop-offs at the police station. <laughs> Which I think shook Jeffrey. I think it shook everybody. That I like did that was the shake heard around the world. You know, all of our hearts dropped. Like, whoa, it's not that intense yet. I fucking hope not. Oh, there goes another fuck. One less to give. Also, though, I thought that Jeff and Gage were going to start co-parenting counseling. And we find out today Monroe hasn't started her therapy yet. Like, I know summer camp's important, but can the court at least push this other shit along? Anyways, Chef took Monroe to Chili's and they got the chips and salsa. Thank you for letting us know what food you got. Um, Again, chips and salsa there are so fucking good. Chips are a little salty. Just have a napkin so you can do a little wipe wipe. Um, oh, but this is only if they're the same recipe from 15 years ago. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since I've been there. 
So Jeff watched the Vanderpump reunion. Again, I promise no spoilers. Paul is vindicated though for saying that, well, I guess I take that back very quickly, but we already knew this. Paul said that Raquel and Sandoval were already hooking up then and people doubted him not splash his ass. You can go back. I said right then that was breaking news. You saw it with your own eyes. I believed you then and I believe you now. Okay. But I just want to say that I know everyone has deemed Sandoval and Rachel as the devils, the two of them. After seeing Rachel cry in her final interview last night, it opened my mind a little more. Let me invite you in to this chaos. She was clearly being manipulated by Sandoval and seeming emotionless and like a robot to everybody else because she was spending all of her mental energy trying to remember the lies that Sandoval wanted her to say. Like she was so in her head, like, oh my God, this guy that I'm in love with, I can't say this, I can't say that, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but I don't want to lie. Like she was going through all that shit. And again, she's of course not innocent in this at all, at all. But can we please not forget this key fact? For anyone talking about the scandal, can we never forget this key fact right here that no one has mentioned not once all reunion. No one. You guys, splash of sass breaking news right here. Rachel is 28 years old. Okay. Tom Sandoval is in his 40s. He's in his 40s. And he's also a narcy, narcissist and pathological liar. So he lies about his real age, but it's anywhere from 40 to 43. Let's just say 42. No, fuck it. We're saying 43 because if you're not going to lie, if you're just going to lie about everything, then that's what we pick. So she's in her 20s and he's in his 40s. Okay. Like, of course, she should have known better by now. But her brain also finished maturing three years ago. Three years ago. Sandoval's clearly never has gotten fully mature because he's really seeming to get off rather easy for potentially allegedly... I don't want to throw the word out there. I don't want to be the first one because, again, I haven't heard this ever before. But you guys know the word for someone, again, allegedly, you know the word for someone who cuts dog hair for a living? Cuts dog hair for a living? Have we ever considered Sandoval as one of those? Okay. Because he sure is good at cutting bitches down. All right. Damn, yo, I just fucking thought of that. That was good. Again, let's see what the official after show comes up with. Uh, No, it'll be great. So I'm just saying that the fact that Sandoval is almost 20 years older, like we need to factor that in. And the fact that he was telling her to lie so much, he is the core sore spot. He's the core sore spot in this fucking equation. Also, I know Ariana would think that I'm batshit crazy right now, and she isn't wrong. She's not wrong, but I also can totally see a world in a few years where Ariana and Rachel are actually friends again, and potentially more, actually, like maybe even a little lovers on the side, since all the girls love them some Ari. All the girls love them some Ari, and we love us some Jeff Lewis Live, so please go show the unofficial, the original, the first, and clearly not the last after show, Splash Assassin Love, and I love you guys so much. We'll be back tomorrow. Subscribe, like, Insta stories. You know that my music, it's all about the music, the song, all that shit. That's where I send my messages, through music, so fa-la-la-la-la-la-la, fuck off to that person who said don't say fuck but i love you i love you and i love you all okay see you tomorrow bye splash 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 splash